This podcast brought to you by Hope 103.2. Sydney's Hope 103.2. It's Hope Nights with Graham. Trick shots, having fun with mates, sharing their faith and helping kids to be released from living in poverty. It's the story of how ridiculous. Three mates, Scott, Derek and Brett. And the YouTubers from Perth and one third of the trio, Brett Stanford, joins me to chat more. And Brett, as I say hello, uh, firstly, can you take us back, please? How did it all start for you guys? What was that back in 2009? That's right. Yeah, we're veterans in YouTube, that's for sure. Um, It started just out of fun. Um, Yeah, we're all mates. We all met each other as kids going to the same church here in Perth. So we used to hang out all the time and, and muck around as, as young guys do. And then with the emergence of YouTube, we saw some clips of some people doing trick shot videos, which was, you know, something pretty new at the time. It's certainly not anymore. Everyone's seen a million of them, but at the time it was really fresh and we thought it looked like fun. So given we all love basketball, we picked up some some uh, basketballs and grabbed a digital camera, went out in the backyards and got filming and yeah, that's where where it all began. And it sort of exploded after that, the, the initial response you were making, news reports. What were, you, what were you guys thinking at the time? Yeah, I mean, the beginnings were quite interesting. Our first video was in 2009, and then that was in our backyards. It certainly didn't go viral by any stretch. But then the next year we did a shot off a, a popular, well, I guess the, probably the most known bridge here in Perth. It's not that exciting, but it's it crosses the, the, the river near the city. And um, and that video was seen by a news reporter in Perth, and he thought he'd take us to Patterson Stadium, which was the old footy stadium, and um, let us try and do some shots from the, the grandstand there. And at this stage, I mean, that, this is more than a year after the first video, so it was certainly not instant fame or anything. But that video went really good. We made heaps of shots from around the stadium and Channel 7 broadcast that story across um, all the, you know, the different states in Australia. And then it got picked up by CNN across the globe. So we had people all over the world seeing it. And that was sort of the first time where we realised this could go bigger uh, than just a, a bit of fun because, you know, that was reaching, you know, millions of people across, you know, admittedly mostly TV but um, yeah, so that was late 2010. So it's been it's been a really interesting journey since then. I mean, that that was certainly the early days, and it it took us another five years of doing videos in our spare time to then make the plunge to doing it as a job um, in 2015. And then it's been another what well, it's been now six years since we started doing it as a job now, and it's a, a full time career, and it's certainly well and truly exploded compared to those early days. I mean, me and Derek joked around about having a 10,000 view party at some point in the early days, and now the channel's got over a billion views, so it's um it's been pretty crazy. Now, in those early days, Brett, I don't know if I've heard this correctly, but with uh, your church, uh, were you guys youth pastors? Yeah, so I, I was a youth leader, youth pastor um, for a long time, and Scott Scott was actually one of the kids who was in the youth group when I was a leader early on because he's a bit younger than me and um, yeah I was a leader and then I went on to be a youth minister for probably six or seven years um, up until 2018 so yeah certainly a big part of our lives was with youth groups. And how important for, for you three guys is your faith? I love that you say on your website that you're giving glory to God through what you guys do in, in How Ridiculous. So then how mm. is your faith important and also then how you can convey that through your videos? Yeah, I mean, our, 
our faith is everything to us, really. I mean, um, you know, for any any Christian who knows what's going on, it's admittedly, you know, you you know that your faith is more important than anything else, and um, it's the last thing you'd ever give up, and it, it saturates through to everything you do in life. Um, you know, it's you know one priority as much as you can you can consciously make it. So, for us, I mean, s- since the very beginning, we've always felt like um, this has been God's story. You know, Harry Kills has been God's idea, and it's something that He's created and and He's using for His glory. So, we're just th- you know, we're pretty privileged and and stoked to be a part of it. Really, um, it's it's very humbling because we know. At any stage in the journey, it could have finished. There's so many moments that we look back on that if we were just doing it, you know, without him, there's no way it would have, you know, grown to be the thing it is today. We wouldn't have succeeded in lots of ways. So, you know, we know it's because of him. So we're constantly just thanking him and praising him for what he's doing in us and 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 the journey he's taking us on. And um, you know, our egos are not not big enough to to um, grasp. The craziness of what we've done um so uh and, to, and i guess you know we we just keep praying that he he keeps doing what he wants to do in us you know and um how can we just keep committing every day to him every week every video every shoot um yeah it is for his glory and and whenever way he wants to use us we want to be obedient and it's really exciting because you know faith's been a huge part of what we do you know we've done some videos where you're trying to achieve things that are incredibly difficult and borderline impossible and so you know just doing them is an act of faith knowing that you could certainly fail and 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 you know not succeed but uh you know we believe that there's something greater going on and you know there was a cool moment in one of our world record videos where we went to Lesotho in Africa to do a world record shot from a 200 meter waterfall and you know, we made a video about that journey because it took us six days to make that shot, which was really testing and challenging. But actually in the in the last, I think it was on the end of the fifth day, we were praying as a group, um, like we, we do a lot about, you know, I guess asking God that we would succeed in what we're doing and you know, knowing ultimately that's not, you know, it's not life or death. It's not the only thing we should be praying for necessarily. But at the end of the day, it was an important dream of ours to achieve this and we know he cares about that, so we asked for for it to happen. And then on day six, when it when it happened in the video, we we just you know we gave him glory for that. We acknowledged his role in in making it happen, and I think even that is a, an act of faith in a way. So that's probably one example where we've shared pretty openly about our role of faith. Um, you know, in our early days, we used to use Christian music, and we used to maybe chuck a Bible verse in there or something, and. Um, you know, we, I guess we're pretty simple, simplistic of our view on, you know, what the videos could be. But um, nowadays, I guess we're pretty respectful of, you know, the audience that we've got and we, we don't want to push our faith on them too much. Um, we try and lead by example as much as we can and let our actions, you know, probably speak louder than our words, you know, let people see the way we carry ourselves and the way we interact with each other and, you know, how we talk about what's important to us and, you know, where possible, we certainly speak about our faith, but we don't go into every YouTube video shoot thinking, you know, how can we preach to people, you know, because we know at the end of the day, most people are coming to our videos just to be entertained and to, to have fun and to watch something that's enjoyable. So we, we respect that. And I guess in the same way, 
you know, everyone does their own work. Um, there's an element of it that's just work. And then there's an element of representing Jesus in the best way possible while you're doing that. And uh, through your videos as well, you're, you're sharing about the work that Compassion does as well. Yeah. I saw in the recent documentary, which was uh, made on you guys several years ago, how that sort of connection came about. Can, can you share more about that, please? Yeah. So in the early days, um, after our first video, we had some interest from people just to, to give us some money to support what we we're doing, which was a bit random. And we sort of thought, okay, let's use this for a good reason. Let's, um, you know, let's speak out about something worthwhile with these videos because they are reaching, you know, thousands of people. And Compassion was an organisation that we were really familiar with. Um, you know, my family had had sponsored children for as long as I could remember. And I had had one for a few years in the Philippines, a little boy named Leandro at the time. So I thought it would be really cool if we could use the videos to uh, generate awareness around, I guess, the issue of child poverty, but also give people an opportunity to, to get involved in a solution. And um, we were really proud to work with Compassion because they were a Christian organisation and, and proudly Christian, which is something we really liked. And we also knew from our experience that they were really effective in, in the work they were doing. And it was actually a really great way to do something about the issue of child poverty. So, yeah, we just started simply just talking about them um, in interviews we were doing, which we used to get quite a lot of in the early days. And I think news articles and, and reporters quite liked um, the idea of us, you know, not just doing it for a laugh. They, they liked the idea that we were actually doing it for, for others, which was, which was a good side of the story. And yeah, we didn't ask compassion to do it. We just sort of did it. Um, and then after a TV story, they got, contacted by news reporters asking about us and they didn't even know that we were doing it so it was quite funny um but yeah since then we've we've in, been involved with them a lot we've we've talked about them a lot you know to, to to schools or youth groups or churches or um all that sort of stuff and particularly in the early days i think it was one of our big purposes for for making the videos like we weren't doing it as a job um so there was no real like you know career interest there so it was a great way to utilize um, you know, the, the videos that we were making to do something good. And in the end, um, we actually did a trip to the Philippines in 2014, uh, which is about five years after we started making videos. And we all had children that we were sponsoring in the Philippines at the time, all the guys in the group. So we actually got to meet them all and see where they lived and hear their stories. And, and we made a video about that. So that was really powerful and a great, you know, example of how we could work together. And we don't really know how many children have been sponsored through what we've done. I guess that's an act of faith in itself. Like we don't really need to know, but um, yeah, we continue to promote them where we can. Um, we'll do different opportunities where it makes sense, but I guess as the brand's grown and we're a lot more strategic about what we do, we don't just, you know, do things half-heartedly. We want to make sure they work. And for the last couple of years, we've been trying to do another trip, with compassion, but obviously with COVID and different things that sort of put a pause on that, which has been a bit frustrating. But um, yeah, hopefully we'll get get there again soon. Now the shots, the the videos that you guys do from throwing things off the top of Optus Stadium in your hometown of of Perth to throwing things from a great height on a tower in Outback WA. Who comes up with the ideas? Do you sit down at a planning meeting and sort of come up with with various ideas? Yeah, I mean. At the end of the day, ideas are, are, are basically our product. Um, you know, if we can't come up with ideas, then we don't have a business, we don't have a career. So 
um, yeah, we've had a lot of practice at thinking outside the box and trying to think of ideas that we could do that no one's done before or that we think will be of interest to, you know, not only people in Australia, but people across the world. So I, um, I suppose in the early days, it was just all, you know, whoever thought of what and we did it. Um, I've probably been a big part of the ideas since the beginning. And I used to work as a physio as well as a youth pastor. So I'd be treating or uh, I'd be, you know, at work constantly thinking of ideas and, you know, I might be working on someone's back and at the whole time I'm doing that, I'm trying to think of <laughs> what's the next video we could do and where could we throw a basketball off next. Um, but, yeah, nowadays it's a lot more intentional. We we commit a lot of time of our of our work weeks to thinking of new ideas and, you know, you can never have enough new ideas. So, um, yeah, we work pretty hard at thinking outside the box now, but in the past it's often been just, you know, thinking of things any time of the day, doing whatever it is that you're doing. Now, how easy is it to hire somewhere like Optus Stadium uh, in Perth? I've seen a few of your videos which have been done there. Uh, how easy or uh, how hard is it to, to get into a place like that? Uh, quite freaky, I saw one of your recent videos where you're on the top deck and you are harnessed in, but you're kicking footballs off the roof of the stadium. How is that? Yeah, no, I mean, it's a, it's definitely a cool experience. I mean, we've been lucky to get permission to do all sorts of crazy things off all sorts of places. I mean, Swiss dams, you know, ancient historical towers in Istanbul, um, you know, massive towers in Serbia and in Netherlands. And, I mean, the list goes on. We've thrown things out of helicopters. Yeah. Um, so we've been really lucky. But often, you know, there's – as the channel's grown, it's a lot easier to get access to places. Uh, we typically don't hire them. It's usually more working collaboratively with the locations, with promoting them or giving exposure, um, creating win-win situations. So, yeah, we we're really lucky to work with Optus Stadium. Um, we've we've partnered with them a couple of times on different campaigns with events they've been running. So promoting, um, there was games with Manchester United and Chelsea that we promoted in one of our video series there and then recently there was a, a rugby game there with the Bledisloe Cup and they've also got a that um, lookout that you were talking about where we a harnessed in is a actually you can you can book seats there so you can actually watch sporting games from that those seats um, part of it was promoting that experience as well so um, yeah part of the ideas is also linking up with how can we get access to different places and what are the angles we need to explore to make it worthwhile for people to let us in. And how does it, um, with bringing all those ideas together to, to make a video, how long does it take, like in terms of number of days, number of weeks, to sort of from, from go to woe in effect? Yeah, it, it depends on the scale of the project. I mean, when we did our world record basketball shot in Lesotho, you know, we, we were organising that for, for six months at least, Um before we went and then once you film it then there's an editing process for that video which would have been a few weeks whereas other videos locally where things line up a lot quicker you could maybe pull them off in a week or two and then editing takes a few days so just depends on the scale Brett, you've been around the world uh, doing your trick shots. You just mentioned Africa there. I've seen another video that you've done uh, with some trick shots, I think, somewhere in Europe. Have you had a, a favourite place that you've visited to, to record a, a trick shot? I think certainly a favourite place to go to would unanimously be Switzerland. Uh, we've been there for two separate trips now, um, mostly doing things off dams there, but just a really beautiful place. Um 
yeah, we had great experiences there, filmed a lot of really epic videos. I think we filmed for at least probably 10 to 15 videos in Switzerland. So that would be a, a big favorite of the group. And actually our most famous video, our most viral video on YouTube has been dropping a bowling ball onto a trampoline from a 165 meter Swiss dam. So um, that in itself gives us great reason to like that place. And Brett, before we let you go, and I just want to say I really appreciate your time catching up with us today. Any tips and advice for kids who are looking at doing something similar to you guys, just mucking around with their cameras? Uh, my son and some of his mates have been uh, mucking around in our backyard filming some similar and more basic trick shots. Have you got any advice for them? Yeah, it's funny. We get a lot of kids that want to be YouTubers. I guess they it's the new like movie star sort of component. You know, They watch a lot of YouTube and they think you know it looks like the best job in the world, and, and it is a great job once you get there, but... Um, my advice to, to those kids would be to firstly just do it for fun. Make sure you do it because you enjoy it. You know, that's we did that for a long time before it was a job. I think we did it for five or six years just for fun and as a, a hobby before it became a job. So that's the number one. You've got to have fun. And I, I suppose, you know, if you want to make the best videos you can, my advice would be to do the most ambitious things you can, do the, the things that are the hardest that you can think of or the most creative um, do things that will stand out that no one's done before. Don't just do things that are easy. Um, yeah, do things that really push push your limits because that's that's what we've done and it's it's obviously taken us to, to pretty great places. Well, Brett from How Ridiculous, thank you so much for your time today chatting with us here on Hope 103.2. If we do want to catch some of uh, the How Ridiculous videos, we can just search you guys up online. Brett Stanford, thanks so much for your time today here on Hope. No worries. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening. Start your day with life words. Subscribe to Hope 1032's free daily email devotional at hope1032.com.au.